Welcome to another chapter of In the Keep Podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the Motherlode. This show is all about the world of arena first-person shooters, classic FPS games, their legacies, their lineage, and the people who keep that world turning. These are the players, the developers, the streamers, the influencers. It is the will of the drowned god, Cathala, that our communities band together in her cathedral, to frag and give one another into oblivion for all eternity. This week on the podcast, we have a truly very special guest. It is my good buddy, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Smango. For those of you who don't know who Smango is, he is a gaming journalist, and he's best known for his, uh, his sites, QuakeFans.net and also KentuckyNerd.com. QuakeFans.net, if you haven't checked it out after all the times I've shouted on the podcast, I feel sorry for you. I mean, I post on there a lot, pretty much every podcast. I'm sure some of you listening have actually heard of the podcast because of QuakeFans.net. And Smango is like, I mean, it'd be, it would literally be harder to name the stuff that Smango doesn't do, I think. <laughs> Like he does everything. He's got uh, two different podcasts. He's got Full Tech Podcast, which I've always talked about. And he's also got the this new podcast, The Retro 20, which he does with his, uh, his son. Really, really cool show. I and mean, if you're into retro gaming, this is also a guy that you should pay attention to. He's just a true renaissance man of the arena first-person shooter community and the retro gaming community. Always on top of everything. He is one of our server administrators in the keep. He's... An apostle of the keep, he does everything. This guy it just blows my mind his work ethic and everything that he does. On top of like having a family and everything else, which I can't say. Before we get into the interview with him, we're gonna have to <laughs> go over a couple of housekeeping things here. I do want to ask a couple of questions to you, the listeners. Like I, I've noticed, uh, kind of checking out stats and everything, other than YouTube. Obviously, like, there's so many other ways to listen to the podcast. If you haven't figured that out, definitely go check out InTheKeep.com to get like a full list of every place that you can listen to the podcast. I've noticed that a lot of people listen on Alexa, and I personally do not use Alexa. So I'm curious, and I would love for you guys to get back to me. You can hit me up on Twitter. You can hit me up on the Discord or wherever you find me. It doesn't matter. Just tell me... Tell me where you're coming from here. I'm not sure if the the stats coming from Alexa are like you're listening to Spotify or something like that, and you're saying like, Alexa, play In The Keep podcast. And it's like playing In The Keep podcast on Spotify or whatever, because all I get is Alexa. And I know that I do get stats from people who actually just go straight through Spotify, but I am curious. I'd, I'd really like to know where people are getting their podcasts from and how they're listening to it that way I can decide or make more effective decisions about where you know where I place my focus at so if you could please seriously if you're a listener get back to me on that tell me how that's going and uh, how you're listening to the show that would be great also definitely want to say thank you to all of our supporters as always uh dots moose larissa all the Apostles of the Keep, especially Hadikant, who does the music for this episode, and as well as like artwork for most of the episodes that you've seen recently, and Spaced, of course, who does the he made he made the uh, template for the Keep's artwork and does all of 
all of the beautiful artwork that you see all everywhere on our sites, on, on the Discord, all that stuff. It's all spaced and hedicant and the apostles working their asses off. And I also want to say uh, thank you to Brandflakes. Uh, you may not know this, but if you enjoy those cute little timestamps that you get on YouTube, those are Brandflakes. She does that for us because she's incredible. And by the time I've edited everything, I don't necessarily want to listen to the podcast all over again to make timestamps. Thank you also to Violent Heart, who actually bought the domain name for inthekeep.com for like two straight years to keep this thing afloat. Like This is all a community effort. And also to Nationwide Moose and to Flambo, who keep the Keeps Doom servers afloat. Like they actually maintain the Keeps Doom servers. This is all big stuff, man. This is all community effort. So I really want to say thank you to these people because they're amazing. Without the support that we get, without the, the you know the monetary support and the actual like people who put their time into this. This would not be possible. I, I don't think I could handle it. If you are a listener and you would like to support the podcast, there are several ways to do that. There's obviously the monetary ways, Patreon, PayPal, Amazon, blah, 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 blah. You can do that. It would be greatly appreciated. But if you don't want to, if you just want to enjoy the ride, that's totally cool. However, I highly recommend that you just go tell everybody how awesome this is. And a big thing is, if you see a place online, like, I don't know, a Reddit page or a website or whatever that you think would be an applicable and you know smart place to post the show that where it would actually you know get people's interest please do so like I, I would not be upset by that at all not even the least if it's all going towards supporting the arena first person shooter community the retro fps community the classic fps community or just you know the modern fps community that still upholds like the standards of what i think are you know good shooters and obviously you do too because you listen to the show Please share it. Share the show. It's only going to benefit all of us. Not just for me. Not just for... I mean, it is for the Drowned God Cathala, let's be honest. It's about worshipping the Drowned God Cathala. But let's pretend it's just about us for a little bit. And then I'll, I'll deal with her later. She'll probably smack me or smite me or whatever. That's not important. What's important is that uh, you know we, we spread this out a little bit. We, we want people to play the games that we love. We want to have people to share these experiences with, so let's do that. That's all I'm asking. Tell your friends. Those of you who actually do uh, go check out the Patreon page will notice that there is a goal currently set for what we're hoping to do is kind of open up a, a small merch store or at least uh, sell you guys like some cool In The Keep t-shirts. So Space and I have been working pretty diligently. I've, those of you who saw me at QuakeCon saw me wearing a The Keep shirt. We will work on that. It will be a better design when it actually comes out for everyone to purchase. But my anticipation is that we will have some, at least t-shirts at, at first, for listeners to be able to purchase and like wear around and all that kind of stuff if you want to rep The Keep. And with that comes a small amount of money that has to be invested so the the goal is a hundred bucks per month uh it doesn't have to be you know like per month necessarily like we just want to raise like the the initial cost of it but my anticipation is that if we can get we're already about a quarter of the way if we can get to that 100 dollars per month uh patreon subscription or any other way that you choose to give it doesn't really matter like it doesn't have to be patreon if we can get to that uh initial number 
and get that started up, we can then generate a better way to actually, you know, give you something that you want and also put money towards what we're doing as the keep. And then that will hopefully benefit everybody more so than you just like giving us your money that you worked hard for. So I guess what I'm saying is that if you're interested in in the keep t-shirt, you can (laughs) donate on Patreon. Everybody actually donates towards the goal. I'll probably just like, actually I will just give you a t-shirt because you donated towards that. And then whenever we get the store set up, the people who want to buy them will be able to do so. So that's just something to keep in mind if you're interested in that. But for now, let's focus on what is important. And what is important is that we're about to get in the key with Smango. I am Smango from QuakeFans.net. That's right, QuakeFans. Where the arena first person. Where arena first person shooters are happening. Me and Hattie were on stream earlier, and we were saying like we're trying to tell the people watching what server to join. And I said QuakeFans.net, and he's like, "No, that's not. You have to say QuakeFans.net." Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you have to get a twang in there. Yeah, QuakeFans. So how? I'm I'm just old Kentucky boy. It's been a little bit since we like got to touch base, and I feel like it's we're due for an update because the climate of arena shooters has changed significantly since the last time we spoke. You're, I'll go ahead and just say it. You're like the journalist for arena first person shooters, at least in America. <laughs> like you're, everybody knows who. That's sad. <laughs> I know, but everybody knows who Kentucky Nerd is, and they know who Smango is. And they're like, oh, man. You can't even speak English. How's he going to tap it? <laughs> things have things have gotten strange. You you've done an excellent job of kind of like I would say branching out after kind of what's been going on with Quake Champions. I don't want to. I'm not going to spend the whole interview shit talking Quake Champions. I don't have any intention of doing that. I think it's a great <laughs> game, but clearly a lot of things are coming on. We got War Fork just came out and it's kicking oh, yeah. ass. We got. Diabotical still on the way, and, and like the last time that we did an interview together, which was on your podcast, it was like, uh, we're like, well, Diabotical will be out any day now, and it is still. Not I out. know. I was like, I was looking so forward to it, but I guess good things you got to wait for good things to come. So, what's generally like now? What's on your radar? Right now, it's definitely War Fork. Like uh, that's where I've been spending most of my time with the war, the War Forkiness. Still learning a lot about the game because I know it used to be, well, I guess it still is, a game which was forked from Warsaw, which is a game I never did play before. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know you have. Yeah, I played some. I played Warsaw a little bit. Uh, space. Seems like somebody tried to get me to try it, and I was just like, uh, I never did try it. 
Well, you're rightfully so. And I'll say I'm glad I did try it at the time because it makes me appreciate Warfork a lot more. Uh, Warsaw was always, for the last 10 years at least, I mean, there's been a development for 14 years, but for the last 10 years, from what I understand, it's, it has remained excellent. And it, it's, it truly is an excellent game. However, you know, over time, things, you know, fall off, people stop, mm-hmm. you know, supporting it. And then the last time I was in uh, a Warsaw Discord, it, it had become com- a cesspool. Like, I don't want to talk bad about those people. Like, the <laughs> admins were really nice. But I went in there and I posted something and it was just literally picture. Like, they just post gifts of, like, rhinos taking a shit on me. I'm like, uh, I don't have to. On you? Me. Yeah, well, they didn't, they, like, put my face in it. But it was like, <laughs> everything I said, it was just, like, a rhino taking a shit. And I'm like, okay. Well, that's, that's kind of hilarious it is funny but that's not what i'm looking for <laughs> well, yeah not, those kind of jerks but yeah that's like that's the keep is all about uh you know like having a positive place yeah. for people to get together and play these games and i was like i don't know if i can support that kind of activity <laughs> like, i don't I, I don't want anybody to poop on anybody i don't understand worse Sal. the i don't understand their graph against putting it on stay i think the steam release of war fork has helped it tremendously like yeah. it's got it in front of people that would have never even knew the game existed it like what what was the point of that i, I like wish somebody would come forward and be like oh i wish you wouldn't talk about us like that but it's like you're stupid for not putting it on steam i'm sorry it was the same thing i said about the open arena devs is like the actual like not the modders that made like rat mod and you know uh, that the good stuff that i really enjoy yeah. but open arena itself like the actual devs, they don't want even they don't even want it to be competitive. I'm like, why would you make a Quake game that's not competitive? I don't understand what the logic is in that. But hey man. I mean, they gotta understand how newer gamers don't want to sit there and make 15 different configurations to play a game. Like they just don't want to. It's not it's not 1995 anymore. You know how many times I've had this same discussion with so many different people? <laughs> I know you have. Like, so <laughs> many people I've been like, you know, because they're like, I don't understand why people don't want to play XYZ game. And I'm I, like. I mean, it's fine for people like me and you that, you know, know our way of on a computer. It's I, not fine for. Barely. Uh, yeah. You know, Joe that goes to get a, gets a Walmart computer from, you know, the $300 computer from Walmart. And he sees that and, you know, he gets ripped off. <laughs> he goes and gets him a, a Intel Celeron PC off the Walmart line. He don't know anything about making configuration. He just wanted a computer and play. He wanted to play some Morphosaw. I, I'm just saying. I think that if anybody's going to play any of these games going forward, if we're going to preserve, you know, all the Doom, Quake, whatever, or yeah. even, it has to be easily accessible. It has to be as simple as like. Just click it on really it. It really does. Like it, download and even play I it. like simple stuff. I mean, if I just can go click on something and start playing it. That's awesome. Like here's the biggest thing for me was like trying to explain this to somebody. Was I started saying like you understand you're competing with internet porn. <laughs> <laughs> like, these kids like you know the, some fucking eighteen year old dude just you know fresh yeah. out of high school. He's looking for a game to play. He's waiting on college to start. If you want him to play Quake, that and the the initial like. 45 minutes to potentially three hours of him doing configs and testing it. And like, Oh, you need to drag pack files and all that. That's all moments that have just been taken out of his porno time. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of true. <laughs> so true. He can go on any website he wants and just get boobs in his face. All he wants. He's like, he- I can download these pack three files or I can, you know, get into the latest 
Asian porn on Pornhub. <laughs> exactly. Right like, That's the absolute ah. truth. <laughs> they can do these P these PK files might not work. This porn it's gonna work eventually. You have to make it just as easy and more desirable to play your game. <laughs> Than it is to watch boobs on the internet. That's you, that's, you that's the climate that, for sure. I know, I know. I've been thinking a lot about uh, this. Man. <sighs> yeah, I I don't know. My ultimate goal for Quake fans is just to get information out there and, and make cool stuff. Like I I might not be the best writer ever, or video creator ever. I just enjoy you know doing it regardless. No, your like, I just gotta make stuff. Your videos are <laughs> like, great, man. I like trying to make stuff that I know I would enjoy, you know, because I search stuff all the time. I'm like, why is this not there? Like today, I just made that word, four fork sounds video. Like I just made it. And somebody's like, oh, thanks for making that video. I was like, you know, there was a guide out there, but you know, somebody that likes to see visual stuff. I mean, I can make that. It's easy. <laughs> no, the the YouTube videos are fantastic. I've told you a hundred times lately, just, just do that. Like just, just do, do- because it, you're so yeah. good at it, you're so authentically yourself, man. You're just you, yeah. and that's what I, I love that about it. And I think everybody else really appreciates it about about you because a lot of people are. I'm not going to say anybody's names, but some people just kind of come across like they're shilling out what they you know. You're just talking yeah. about what you like, what you enjoy, yep. what makes you happy, and a lot of people just make whatever they think is going to get clicked on, and that's uh, fuck that. I mean, I, I want to get, I think everybody wants to get clicked. Of course you do, but it's the way you go about it. Do you, do you, yeah. if you wanted to get clicked on, you just make Fortnite videos. Oh God. <laughs> I know that's your favorite game. Come on. It's not, but I'm saying if, if you really just wanted clicks, you'd be making, you, you'd be making Fortnite porn is what you'd really how, be doing. How much do you hate me for making that bot on the keep? I don't bother me none, dude. I don't care. That doesn't it's, bother me at everybody all. Everybody says Fortnite, it pings you. <laughs> Just so everybody's clear a, who's I'm listening. Anybody that if if you type the word Fortnite in the keep, it will pop up and say Fort did someone say oh. Fortnite? It's Motherload's favorite game. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I don't care. It doesn't bother me, dude. I'm not gonna let you guys I bully know. me. It's still funny though. <sighs> so the other thing was I, I wanted to talk a little bit because you're kind of shifting the podcast over because it Everybody who's ever listened to In the Keep has heard at the end. I always say like Full Tech Podcast, but you're doing oh, yeah. Retro Twenty now, and Full Tech is kind of making a, a shift of lanes. Yeah. Uh, so there's a big history between Kentucky Nerd and me learning how to do websites and podcasts and stuff like that. Anyway, and you know I've come a long way. Just like I, after I realized uh, <laughs> I had an epiphany. Basically, because I started working a new job, and I realized that Apache could host more than one website. For some reason, I in my mind, I didn't even know that was possible until now. I was like, I was like, wait a minute, you can host different websites on the same box. For some reason, that didn't occur to me for whatever known reason. So I've got, I mean, I've upped my Linux skills tremendously from just starting. It's been two months in, maybe. So, I mean, I'm getting better. I'm not expert or anything. I'd say I'm like beginner intermediate now. But uh, after realizing that, I was like, the only reason I started doing Kentucky Nerd stuff, and uh, it didn't really have a niche, you know? Yeah. Like, if you went to KentuckyNerd.com, nobody knew what it was. Like, it make no sense. It's like I was talking about everything and anything, but I was at least blogging and learning how to blog and make videos and stuff like that. So, I wasted a lot of time doing that, and all the podcast was hosted on there, and then I tried to have partners, and that fell through, and 
So I almost just scrapped it. So KentuckyDirt.com is just me, basically. It's just a big, pro, it's a, it, honestly, it's going to be a big resume of like yeah. just me. My face is on there right now. If you go there, you can go to KentuckyDirt.com. There's my face. There's, then now I have branched out to all of my different websites I work on, like QuakeFans.net, Retro20, my wife's photography, uh, what is her? It's called Twice the Shot. Uh, I'll host this on the same stuff. So I host, now I've uh, actually made full tech full tech podcast the website too and so i wanted to restart because it didn't really like i had a different vision for it now i'm kind of wanting to focus on steam reviews or something like that yeah so i still have all my old files i might kind of redo them and re-host them but now the i have like everybody's kind of in their own niche now i don't know if it's making sense like everything's kind of in their own bubble now instead of being on one platform that's how the internet works though right yeah you gotta you gotta be easily like i'm looking for this and then you click on it and that's what it is yeah exactly so it's like you know quake fans don't everybody knows what it is it's about quake and arena first person shooters like everybody knows that now when kentucky nerd was invented it was kind of like i I was even talking about quake on there like why why wasn't i putting it on quakefans.net essentially what i'm gaining from this is because quake fans is a niche category. Like it, it is clearly, this is all it's about. It's about one thing. And then Kentucky nerd.com kind of was so many different things. You're having to bring. Yeah, it, yeah. it was so many things. I was like talking about retro games and then I was talking about quake. I was talking about sports. Sometimes it's like, yeah. I didn't have a, it was, it was me. Yeah. But it wasn't like, it's not for the internet. Like Google, I, I just confused Google. They're like, I don't know what the hell this is. Basically when they looked at my website, they're just like, ah, I think, uh, I mean, obviously, so Quake, I think, QuakeFans.net is like super successful so far and only growing. It is it is getting better. I think the more I'm learning, the more I do. And I've learned a lot about SEO along the years here, too. And it's just making more sense. Like right now, I'm really targeting Warfork. So we're going to see if the Warfork traffic uh, comes through. It probably will because I would imagine because there's not a lot of content about Warfork, it'll There isn't. Sure. Yeah. And, so. and there's a lot of information out there that's like hosted on archive files. Yeah. So if I can just get that stuff and kind of generate it towards stuff that people actually use like this Quake Sounds thing was awesome. And I was like, I want Quake Sounds in my Warfork. So I was like, I'll make that video. Tomorrow sometime I'll make a post about it too. And so I'll generate SEO for it and the YouTube. Yeah, you ought Channel. to be. I mean, you could do so much different content because there's so much like mm-hmm. open ground that's like it's archived in like Warsaw stuff, but people aren't aware of it necessarily yeah. in Warfork. So you could be like the top best Warfork maps or, you know, that, that kind of thing. War, See, best I even want to make a maps. video on, yeah, I even want to make a video on how to make your own Warfork server now. Like, there's yeah. no video out there. And even I had trouble, like, I found out how to make the mushrooms of the day. It took me forever to find that too in, in the archive files. Yeah. So if I can just get every stuff kind of updated and generated to the quickfans.net, I think it'll be there eventually. I think that's what's so great about this whole community is that that's a lot of what we end up doing is people like you and me and uh, Spaced especially go through the trouble of archiving information that other people wouldn't otherwise like want to deal with or mm-hmm. aren't going to search through. Like the like Quake World, like I made, I just made like a short message like these are the configs you're absolutely going to want to just go ahead and put in mm-hmm. before you even do anything else just save yourself some time put these configs in as soon as you boot up the game and then you're good to go you can play at that point whereas yeah i mean you know, that's what we're gonna have to do i think we had a discussion 
not too long ago about which que- or, or Doom thing to actually run. It's like, but there's no good, simple instructions for that. Yeah, is all the ports have their own challenges too. Yeah. So it's like e- each different. I've spent so much time. Like the last three episodes of this podcast have been about <laughs> Doom ports. So I'm gonna ease yeah, up on it, it. But yeah. See, that, that's how that has to be our goal if we want to grow. You know, the keep and Quake fans. It's like we're gonna have to make it easy for new people to join in. I I know a lot of people are like against having kids play. You know, especially kids these days. Like. We also need like sixteen year olds to start playing Quake now because that's the most exciting thing in the world. That's uh, my favorite thing in the world is my my little brother playing Doom. Yeah, it made me so happy. It literally was one of the happiest moments in my life to see my sixteen year old brother boot up Brutal Doom and get like obsessed with it. Awesome, man! Like I've talked about that way too much on the show too, but it's like it's so true, man. That's like that's exactly what I want to happen, and I would be. That is my number one thing about the keep, man. If anybody starts treating somebody like shit because of that, like just because they're young mm. or whatever, like I'm, I'm going to smack the shit out of somebody. I'll slap that <laughs> ban on them so fast. Like that's exactly what we need. But so, you know, people get myopic and they, they get involved in like their pet game or like people need to have like thicker skin and stop whining. And I'm just well, like, they dude, do dude. to an extent, you know, I don't want to run somebody completely off though. Like somebody joined in Warfork the other day. And I could tell that like, they'd never played Arena for first shooter in their life. Yeah. You know, after I shot them a couple of times, I was like, man, come over here and let me show you some exactly. stuff. Exactly. Like, that's, that's it. That's the attitude people need to have. It's just, hey, I know you're new. I mean, of course this guy's a noob, but what, 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 what am I gaining from calling this guy noob or, the whole yeah, time? Like, you suck. Go, go and uninstall the game. Go play Fortnite. It's hard. As a lot of people say that, you know, they, they jump into different games because they don't want to get into they, a they game really and just do. get bodied for it's like, sad. get on for 30 minutes and then just like, oh, I'm getting off of here. I can't even figure out what to do. Or we could teach them the skill. And that's what's valuable about these kinds of games is that it, you put work into it. You, you really craft a skill, you know, yeah. you, it, and it balances you and the rest, like the rest of your life. Like I get, I get done. I play few matches of doom maybe some survival with the boys and then i feel better about real life because like, there's demons that live in this head man there's some oh, crazy yeah, stuff I'm going on i gotta it. so i'll put them on the screen and i shoot them and they're dead and i'll have <laughs> to worry go. about it for the rest of the day but that is true though I, I don't know if you're aware of this guy does a uh, mindbodygaming.com i think his name's jared uh good friend of Never violent hearts of yeah he, he's really cool dude and he has some really helpful stuff on his website because he talks about how like you know a lot of people that play games are, you know, like unhealthy, you know, they don't really get out and yep. see the sunlight and exercise and, or whatever, or just like really understand what gaming does to your brain. And there's two different sides to it. Cause there's like the stereotype of like the fat, lazy, you know, guy mm-hmm. that just with the, with the neck beard and he's just, he just like pimply faced and all he does is sit Make in fun of my neck beard, man. Come just, on. <laughs> just ball, you know. Bald and fat and high blood pressure. <laughs> it's, old. You know what I'm saying though? Like there's people who aren't balanced. Like they don't take care of yeah. the real life shit. And, and, it, but that's the stereotype. And then the reality is that the people who play Quake, you know, you got like me, Violent Heart, this guy that I'm talking about right now, who, you know, I, I go run before I sit down to play because it, mm-hmm. it makes me like, and then when I play Quake or any of these games, really, it's like, it's like athletic, man. My heart rate gets up, start sweating. Like oh, it's, yeah. but it's a brain, it's like it exercises your brain too. And this guy, I used to be way overweight there for a long time. After high school, I quit playing football and stuff. I was like, you know what? I'm done working out. <laughs> it was a very dangerous game to play. I think I got over 
I think I got 350 pounds. Yeah. It was, it was not, it was not fun. And it definitely strains on you mentally too. Like mm-hmm. it's not good. So now, you know, I actually start working out again. I, before I got married, I, I got down, I got down to almost 200 pounds. Slowest I've ever been probably in my life, but I'm married now. I got kids. So I don't really care. I'm not like going to kill myself. <laughs> no, now, like a- I, I, I I go out and I, you know, I got a treadmill right behind me. I, I just got done walking on it before I made the video. You know, I was eating and making video, and I finally got on a few. You know, I coach, I help coach my little little league team, and I go to work. I got two kids. You know, I do go to the gym, but you know, I'm not going to sit here and try to starve myself no more. I just don't care. Don't don't like, starve eat, yourself. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eat me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like I, I don't care. <laughs> Just I'm saying, like you gotta be balanced, and and the more <laughs> yeah, like, you really do, it'll Absolutely. make you better at these games. Like uh, Sigib plays basketball, you know, like, it, something yeah. as simple as that. Who is the the like? Fuck, I can't remember his name. Professional Counter Strike player, and he's like ninety percent of the time I'm playing hockey, mm-hmm. like, and then I just play Counter Strike, and and he's like one a of the lot best of the pro gamers. They really do. They're they're athletic. Yeah, a you lot gotta of them be. Are. Loctar, you really do. Like, I'm like, what do you do when you're not playing Quake? He's like, I go to the gym. Like, like uh, like I just got out of that job I was working at, and I was yeah. getting way unhealthy again because I would just sit for twelve hours a day, like I wouldn't move. I was coming a potato. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't, it wasn't. I didn't even have the energy to walk when I got home. I I, I guarantee go... I've lost. I guarantee I've lost like ten or fifteen pounds just starting this new job just because it's on a campus again. A lot of what I, I do actually walk at work is like I built a cardboard like standing desk so I didn't have to sit anymore because I'm like you know most of the time when I'm at home I'm doing this stuff. And I'm sitting mm-hmm. a lot. So I need to, like, the, the 12 hours I'm going to be at work, I need to be on my feet. I got a yoga mat behind me. Like, I'm doing anything I can to stay awake, especially on night shift, man. Like, whatever. <laughs> but that yep. all that stuff contributes to be you being a happier, healthier, and better gamer, yeah. in my opinion. Or, like... See, the last time I considered myself in decent shape was <laughs> before Bentley was born. And I went... I'd done the Tough Mudder. It was, it was awesome. It was fun times. I'd say that's the best I've been in shape in a long time. I mean, I'm not in terrible shape. Like, I can get down to a push-up. I mean, there's <laughs> lots of people that can't do push-ups, man. It's ridiculous. I'm like, man, you need to go, like, do something. <laughs> Just, if you can't do a push-up right now, you're, you're in a bad spot in your life. You should be able to do a push-up. Uh, you know, if you, can't, if you can't do 10 push-ups, there's something wrong with you. You, need, you probably need to work on your health and worry about playing a video game. It's all, it's all a balance, man. It's a balance. It's a juggling act, but I don't know how we got started on this, but you know, whatever. No, it's a tangential. <laughs> we're just having a conversation, man. Um, I did want to talk about like, so the retro 20 itself, uh, because we spent all our time talking about arena shooters and stuff. The retro 20 is about like, uh, like retro console games, you know, Castlevania yeah. and that, that kind of thing. I, I'm really interested to hear this comes out. I, I want to say, the episode of Full Tech where you talked about Half Light, like how you mm-hmm. personally found Half Light, was like one of my all-time favorite podcasts ever. And it's not because you're my friend; it was just mm. so good. It was like it was like <laughs> that was one of my first PC games, though. You yeah. gotta understand that it was awesome how I discovered that game. I, I didn't even know what it was. It, it, that's the sad part. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. It's like what's this? Like I, I was going. I went. Up to, we went to this auction. I don't know if you guys listening have ever been to an auction maybe it's just eastern kentucky thing but back in the day used to have auctions everywhere Mm -hmm. and this place was just like a big smoke filled like dungeon really with people going how about 110 you know you know auctioneers if you ever been to auction at all you know auctioneer but 
smoke field. You couldn't hardly see half the time. You know, I'm like 12, 13 year old, <laughs> years old at the time. Like my eyes are burning because all the smoke I'm trying to see through. And uh, they get to the end, and I guess like one of those stores went out of business, like a Permata. That's yeah. how old I am. I know what Permata is. Del Champs. Do y'all have Del Champs? No, Kentucky? I've never heard no. of Must have been an Alabama well, thing. We used to have Permatas. Well, I think a Permata went out of business, and so they had a bunch of PC games. And I've played SimCity like on Super Nintendo at the time. So they had SimCity 3000 up there. They're like, all right, every PC game's $10. So I walk up there. My mom's like, go up there and see what you want. I'm like, Mom, I don't know what these games I don't know what SimCity is. And they had this big orange box. Oh, Half Life yeah. on it. Yeah. I was like, well, this game looks cool. It's got aliens and it's got a gun on there. Sure. <laughs> Sure, mom, buy me this game that's M rated. Little did you yeah. know, though, that it was one of the little greatest. did I know, like, this game was probably the best game I ever played in my life. I mean, let's be honest, Half Life was fantastic. You think Half Life is better than Half Life 2? Man, I don't know. That's Half Life, there's two so different games. Like, they're, the, they're in the same realm, but they're so different. You know, you had all the scientists and stuff, and Black Music, Black Mesa in the first one. Then you go to city, what was it, seven? Like, okay. I don't know. I don't know which one's better, to be honest with you. I, I think the original Half-Life is probably my favorite game of almost, almost of all time just because it simply made so many different good games. Yeah. Like, I played Team Fortress Classic so much. <laughs> like, that's what I've done on dial-up back in the day. My Intel Pentium 3 processor was just gaming some Team Fortress Classic. It, it was like it was like the original Half Life was a never ending game. Yeah, like I, there were so many mods, which you know I played Quake. Uh, I didn't really play Quake the original Quake back then. I played Doom, but then I know Quake or Half Life was based on the Quake Two engine now these days. But when I was that young, I didn't know. You know, I just played Half Life and Quake Three come out. You know, that's what I played. I think so. I, I I didn't know Quake. I think Quake Two had all these mods, probably too. But I wasn't familiar with it. What was impressive about both uh, Half Life and Half Life Two is that they both like Half Life One was like you know kind of based on the Quake One engine, and then Half Life Two mm. was like a totally different experience. Like that, no one yep. had ever seen physics like that. You know, it, it came out. I, I want to say, forgive me if I'm mis- misspeaking here, but two thousand four, right around the same time as uh, Doom Three, and Doom Three was supposed like ID Tech was supposed to like dominate the gaming scene. And then that was the first time that anyone Mm. had blown it out of the water with a brand new, crazy, beautiful engine that could do all these crazy, like, you know, that's the first time you could like pick up stuff and like, just kind of throw it around. You had the gravity. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. It was just, I mean, even the original half-life had stuff you could like interact with and break. Like I always thought that was cool. You had like games like soldier of fortune would come out and have like, crazy violence in it like you blow somebody's head completely apart stuff like that it was crazy violence is weird in games like this you know i i personally like we just had uh, i guess it's topical like the president had just come out after the mass shootings and said like violent video games had part to do i'm like we had this debate 15 20 25 years ago (laughs) we're done yeah we go in full circles in political world that's for sure But it's like, I don't think it has anything to do with what I I play violent video games. I don't do violent things. Um, I think, but 
I think you have to start worrying if people actually start using it as like simulations, like yeah, yeah. some of the people were doing. Like they created their own maps of the, their schools or something like that. That stuff freaks me out. Like I, I love video yeah, games and Doom, like, school I, Doom, yeah, yeah. Like that's scary, man. Like if you're gonna sit there and make a simulation of you gonna do a, a this evil act, you gotta worry about stuff like that. I don't think it. it you know, I think obviously that, games, real real games aren't. There's probably something wrong with the person that's doing that anyway. That's what I'm saying. It had nothing to do with the game. It's that person yeah. was fucked up in the first place. Yeah. But that's not what I'm... I don't want to debate about that for too long. <laughs> I just, I was just going to say, I think it's really cool that, like, we have, you know, we have the quakes and the dooms and everything where it's, like, hyper-violent. Do- brutal doom is obviously brutal. And then, uh, like, Warsaw is pretty much clean. I would feel totally comfortable. If I had a kid, I would be totally it, comfortable with them playing that yeah, game. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a PG-13-ish yeah. It's the same reality, honestly, of Fortnite. Yeah, Um, Fortnite. Everybody thinks it's not violent, but they're shooting each other with shotguns and it's just for for whatever reason. I think honestly, they don't have blood. They don't have blood in it. When I really think about it, I don't get why it's. I think that if you do shoot someone, they should have blood on them. That the way that you understand, like for a kid, needs to understand that if you did shoot someone, their head would explode. (laughs) Because if you're teaching them that you could just you just shoot. You just shoot them with a rifle in the head, and then they just disappear. Yeah. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I, mean, I like the idea, like uh, diabolical, same way, very clean looking. You know, like totally. It, lo- oh, it basically man, looks like Overwatch. Diabolical. I- I'm glad that it's honestly not based on like a Quake or something engine. Yeah, like, it's its own engine, right? Or is it the Unreal Engine? I have no idea what it's based on. I don't think it's based on a Quake. Any of the Ed Tech engines, though. So. See, that that's a lot of problems with. All these other ports, all these other random arena first person shooters, they're all based back in old, you know, 90s engines, which is great. They're great, but they was great at that time, you know. But then you got a game like Quake Champions that they they have an engine that doesn't even have half the stuff that old engines had. So I, I don't know. It's a. So <laughs> we, we started this tangent talking about the retro 20 and we got off to every other topic it's okay man that's, like i said this is what fine. this is about but so the retro 20 like what what's on your radar as far as like what are the the retro games that you have to cover like i haven't so the retro 20 what i have done now and i've got i think i got one episode up which is like an introduction or so the first game we covered was super mario rpg so this is kind of a thing i'm kind of wanting to do with my son because yeah. he's like six, seven years old now, and he's starting to learn how to read, hopefully this year. He's in first grade. But it, it gives me a reason. It's awesome. I get to play my retro video games. But I can spend time with my son, too. So I figure, like, he's going to be like my co-host now on the Retro 20. And I'm going to make, you know, family-friendly content for, like, you know, other kids, and, you know, he'll be on there. And we've gave him the nickname Monkey Fan. It was what he come up with. <laughs> For some reason, he wanted to be monkey fan. I call him my little monkey all the time because he's like he bounces around like a little monkey on the couches. But yeah, I, he loves Mario, and you know I love retro games. So I was like, you know what? Let's just make you know father and son YouTube and podcast. That'd be Why great. not? I don't yeah. I don't know if anybody's doing it, but it's hard to get a six year old to sit on the mic and be like talking to the mic here the whole time. I wish I had one of those headsets I could plug around to his mouth. <laughs> No, that's but, really yeah, cool, uh, man. Like it's a, it's a fantastic idea and I think that uh, that'll probably be really successful because of it, a it's family friendly 
And yeah. it be, but it's because of your you're sharing the, your entire life's experience yeah. of games with a, a, the, a new generation. Like, I get we, to show him about. stuff I loved when I grew up with, and I'm, I get to play it again. I get the I get the nostalgia fit from it. Yeah, you know, you know, I never did play Super Mario RPG as a kid. I couldn't afford that game. Uh, you know, if I got a game, if I got a game back in the nineties. It was like for a birthday. Yeah. And I always got like RPGs and stuff. So I like to cover RPGs. But the problem with that is RPGs are so long. And like, I don't have time to play them. So we tried to cover Super Mario RPG, but we was just running out of time. Like we play it like three hours and we basically got nowhere the other day. So we, we tried to make a podcast about it. But we ran out of things to say because we couldn't experience the full game. You know, I, I can't sit there and play the RPGs like I used to back in the day. Like we'd get like games like Final Fantasy 3, me and my cousin. And we would just play that every single day of our life. It was the only game we had. Like, we didn't have, I think my Steam library has like 500 games in it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm stupid for buying that many video games. Like, I, when am I going to play these? I, I have no idea. <laughs> because, like, one day the internet's going to go out and you're just going to be like, oh, well, man, when the internet start, goes out, I'm still golden. <laughs> time, time to start booting them. But for me, that's like, I mean, I have games that, like, my, if the power goes out, like, my book collection is always going to be there, and one day I'll finally read all hundred, all those hundreds of books that I have stowed away. But I yeah. don't know. I think it'll be really cool, man, because like when he's older and he looks back on this and he has like it's going to be really cool, like father son. Yeah, he'll he'll you know. have videos and us talking, and hopefully, you know, he'll keep it going eventually when I'm long gone. But he gets to experience it authentic as you can get. So I have an old school TV. It's a Curtis Mathis. If that tells you anything, it has wood grain on it. <laughs> I have, you know, a super, I actually have a super Famicom, which is the Japanese yeah. Super Nintendo. And I have EverDrives for some games. So I don't actually own a lot of the carts because it's almost impossible. I don't know how anybody collects a full collection. So anyway, I, I decided to go with EverDrives. And EverDrives is the most authentic way you can play. It's not emulation. It flashes each ROM to the cart. You get to play it exactly how it was back in the day. No emulation. It's all hardware. So that's great. He gets to play it as authentic as you can get without purchasing the actual game. Uh, but yeah, we're going to cover, you know, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, the regular Nintendo. I still do collect for the actual regular Nintendo. I don't have EverDrive for it. I have Sega Saturn. I have, you know, a whole arcade machine over here. Um, PlayStation 1. Probably be the cutoff line, the Retro 20. We have a Nintendo 64, but only got one game for it. You got to get them on the Amiga. Like, get re- uh, Amiga. <laughs> break out the ZX Spectrum, like, import that yeah. from, like, over in, over in England. I'll see if AF Domains can dig one up for you or whatever. I'll tell you, there's one system I wish I did have or got to play was is the Turbo Graphics or the PC Engine. That's one thing. That's a good system. It's 16-bit. But it wasn't. It's just not very popular in America. Yeah. America. You read a uh, retro gamer magazine? I would like to, but no. Oh, it's great, man. It's a good yeah, take, it's taking a shit, taking a shit read. <laughs> no, it's great because they are. They're, I believe they're all English, but they, their website even has a. Really yeah, cool. I've seen it before. Yeah. Did you know Game Informer canceled their magazine? GameStop. Game. I don't know if I, I would imagine that, they've been giving it away for free yeah. for so long. Well, you had to get a subscription, but they've completely yeah. cut it out. I mean, like GameStop is taking a huge dump right now in the gaming world. They're uh, going out of business. They're firing everybody. They're closing stores. I, I kind of feel sorry for them. 
whenever somebody would ask him back in the day, what are you going to do whenever digital downloads starts to be anything? Ah, that ain't going to happen. That's what the president said or something like that. Same thing with Blockbuster. <laughs> I mean, I knew something was going to happen when they got rid of their PC line out of the GameStop. That's why I kind of quit going to it. Like I like to look, just go and look at games sometimes. And they completely got rid of all their PC line. They got to the point where they, they, I mean, 50, 80, so in some stores, like it, percent of the whole stock wasn't even games. It was just like merchandise. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't mm-hmm. want any of this shit. I don't want any of it. It's and, cool, but <laughs> overpriced junk. I'm not going to buy it. That's the problem. <laughs> it's, it's like Spencer's <laughs> gifts. I don't think I've ever bought anything out of Spencer's gifts. I sure love going in that store. They should charge an entry fee or something just so you could see the freak show. But I'm never, I never yeah. bought anything at Spencer's gifts. Spencer's think about a keychain at Spencer's. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's just like knickknacks and junk that I know I don't need. I mean, some people love that kind of thing, but for me, it's like, yeah, look at my room. This is where I live right here. Like, I, I'm real baseline, dude. I got my fish, three pictures, and a couch. And Metallica. That's all I need. See, I, I just got Kentucky stuff and a bow and Quake hanging on the background and an action replay. <laughs> a Power Rangers movie poster. I don't even know where that come from. I got UFC hanging on the back. On the other side, I got Spider-Man and Batman. <laughs> I got a Doom poster somewhere. And I got a collection over here. My PCs are like right here. Yeah. In front of me. I got too much stuff. Nah, man. I, told my wife, I was like, I'm just going to burn it all and start over. Like, why do I need half of this stuff? I don't know. I mean, it's, if it means something to you, then keep it. If it doesn't mean anything to you, for me, it's like <laughs> almost like Buddhist lifestyle. Like, I don't want anything. I don't want. Any, I don't I, want any extra. I do shit. want to get rid of some stuff. I just I have to. Hey, sell so, it on your website, QuakeFans.net. Sell <laughs> retro sale. Yeah. yeah. So I bought a bunch of these poly mailers. I don't know if they are, but I bought a hundred of them, and they come in the mail, and I haven't been able to find them since. I have no idea where they, they've just disappeared. I have no idea where they went. They're just gone. <laughs> They're under me. I don't know if somebody's using them for a pillow or something. My wife's like, you probably threw them away. I was like, I didn't throw a hundred poly mailers away. <laughs> I'm bad with those throw things. If it's a piece of paper, I'll throw it away in the garbage. She's like, why'd you throw that receipt on there? <laughs> I had something from Walmart. I'm like, I don't go to Walmart. I'm going to throw it away. So what's uh as far as like arena shooters go, other than we've already talked about Dub Article and uh, Warsaw, what else is on your radar right now? What What else is like? the things that are really piquing your interest. I'm, I'm curious. Cause I've said you did like the Ninja Turtles video, which everybody <laughs> loved. Yeah. yeah. You, you do a lot. You do a really good job of kind of like digging up these oldies that people forget. Like Nerf. Didn't you do a Nerf Nerf gun arena or something like that? Somebody uh, did. I'm not sure who it was. If it wasn't I, I've you. I've never heard of the They're, Nerf gun arena. Oh, no, well then you might have to do that. <laughs> I'm a little dig up that one. I, you yeah. know, it's kind of hard to get away from quick champions. Cause it, it Sad to say, it's the most popular one right now. I mean, I, w- I want to talk about it. There's just nothing to talk about anymore. That's the problem. Like, at first, there was so much to talk about. There was content coming out all the time. There was tournaments all the time. And it's just like, it's just went stale. Like, this year, it, it was sad. It's like, I almost want to just shut down, you know? But now, I was like, you know, I, I can kind of pivot here a little bit and just maybe pick another arena first person shooter or just start talking about them all instead of just quake champion. Well, I mean, so I think quake champions will still be there whenever something cool happens, but there's just nothing happening anymore. I felt very kind of, I don't know, 
separated. I've been I don't, for anyone most no one can see the admin chat except the admins, but mm. I, I did a lot of posting recently about how how I felt about Quake Champions, and essentially it was just like I feel like it's like my old girlfriend who doesn't want to bang me anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's a. It's not her fault. I mean, it's not my fault. We both. Lo- I still love her. She still loves me. But we're just not into it anymore, and that's okay. But <laughs> Quake Champions. When I was at QuakeCon, I would like to get more in the Dusk and stuff too. Like yeah. even the Ridge Dusk World or Quake World and Dusk World. All that's interesting to me. I just, I, I just got to have a cutoff somewhere, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'd love to cover more of the Doom Two mods too. Like I'd love to do all of that, but it's like I, I'm only one person. <laughs> The Doom 2 mod stuff is like really, like you could have a lot, of, especially when your kid gets a little older and you feel more comfortable oh, yeah. than playing that, you could go down a rabbit hole playing Doom 2 mods. Oh, yeah. But, or just like GZ Doom, like all the new stuff that's coming out for GZ Doom is incredible. Mm. But for arena shooters, it's like uh, Dusk, we're waiting on Dusk World to get the SDK update. I don't know when mm. it's going to happen. I, I mean, I got a little bit of info while I was at QuakeCon, but I'm not going to like talk about it until there's some actual confirmation but like the multiplayer <laughs> dusk it's okay it's nothing it's not as fun as Warfork, for well, example it's just that dusk has like great physics it has like yeah the single player game's awesome some of the best like, physics ever and it has so much potential as a multiplayer yeah, game. It, it does needs to be worked on and all we need is like turn it over to the community and we'll mod the shit out of it we'll make it the best game you ever damn saw like it's just a, <laughs> Just give it, give yeah, me that I, one tool, and it's gonna be like off to the races. But it just it takes feels time. like I'm playing the original Quake. It's like, why don't I just play Quake that will allow me to do mods? Well, people, right people kind of expect everything to happen just like that, and people yeah. forget. People forget, like back in the day when you first got a game, it took a while for you to be have you know to, for them mm-hmm. to release the you know everything out and for you to mod it and all that stuff. So we just yeah, gotta be patient the with time those. we live in. But in the meantime, War for everything's is, instant. Warfork is the thing. It's it's happening right now. Uh, so that's the bad thing about Fortnite and these battle royales being at the top of the gaming chain right now. But these guys have full teams. If I'm not mistaken, I think the Fortnite team, they actually have two different teams of developers. Mm-hmm. Like the, the team that's on the game right now, they don't take off work. So they can update the game. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we saw so they can't take off it. until the next team comes in and lets them go home. Basically, like they're working twenty almost 12, 12 hours every seven twelves or something. Hope they're getting paid. You know, they're pushing up so much updates, and it's keeping the game so fresh twenty four seven. And I think that's the problem with Quick Champions stuff like that. It's like we want, we do want new content, but how small is the Quick Champions? dev team compared to Fortnite right now you know they're not working 712s i'll say 100 percent. it means far more to me to know that sync error and the boys are like relaxing and having a good life than it is for me to yeah. get an update to that game i i was real <laughs> upset at christmas time i was very upset with like everybody who was bitching and complaining about that update i'm like these motherfuckers yeah. instead of being at home for christmas we're making sure you got your <laughs> stupid fucking update leave them alone yeah. Just give them a break because it's eventually they'll figure it out or they won't and it won't matter the world will keep on turning it's just a video game it just it just sucks so it's like we want arena first person shooters to be awesome yeah and we and just they are and the time they are awesome 
but the time we live in, it's hard to get these kids that want, you know, they want flashy things, 24 seven new skins in their games and loot new loot boxes. And just, I I don't know what they want. That's a fundamental problem with American capitalism, man. It's just, yeah. People just expect new, new, new all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, what's beautiful about what we kind of do here, you know, in the keep and with quake fans and everything that you're doing, the retro, all that stuff is that we're preserving what we know is good instead of Mm -hmm. just tossing it by the wayside. Because it's a lot of, a lot of people do that. They just toss it by the wayside. I want the new fresh, I want the new iPhone. I want the new, this, that, or the other. Just don't get me started on iPhones. <laughs> there's, there's years and years and years of fantastic content out there for you. All you have to do is dig a little bit and enjoy it, man. Yeah, there's so many games to be played. I mean, even WoW Classic comes out tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. I know you no. probably in the World of Warcraft, but World of Warcraft Classic comes out tomorrow. And this game's everybody's already played it, but it's like got this huge hype. Yeah. Now, because it comes out Monday. Halo coming out soon, too. Yeah, the, the original Halo coming out. It's, you know, they, they've all been on PC, and they've failed miserable. <laughs> Halo CE was on PC, guys. I'm sorry, but it wasn't good. It wasn't a good port, though. Actually, the original Halo isn't going to be ported to PC. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. It, no, it's the... Uh... Uh, it's the C version that got ported to the Halo Master yeah. Collection, but the Master Collection is getting ported back to PC. The it's Master just a big Chief jumbled collection mess. Is yeah. what they're doing, yeah. Well, I think like Sony has done a great job recently with Resident Evil games, like like re Res- like kind of revitalizing Resident Evil for like a new generation. Yeah, that's incredible to me. I love that. So, do you actually like the new like Resident Evil how it moves and stuff, or did you used yeah, to like the? Dag, like he walked like a robot. I liked, I, I've liked, I've loved Resident Evil since I was a little kid. I mean, it's. I thought it was scarier, like when you'd open yeah, a door. Yeah. And go, what what and was so cool about steps. like Resident Evil one and two and three, or it, it was, yeah. it was like you'd walk into a room, and you have no control over where the camera's facing, so you don't know like stuff could come at you from any direction. You know, it's like find the doors and all that. Even like the textures were really creepy. Uh, Silent Hill, another perfect example, and then. The newer, the newest uh, ones that have been coming out lately, especially uh, Resident Evil Seven, which was like a full on new game, where it was a first, per- it was first person, which has, to my knowledge, hmm. never happened. I think Resident Evil Four is the greatest game of all time. Oh, that's one. That's, that's kind of when I quit playing them. Was Resident Evil Four? I think I, think Resident, I have it, but I've just never played it. Resident Evil Four, hands down. It's campy. It's stupid, but that's what Resident Evil is. If you don't like that, don't play Resident Evil. I think it's level design wise, just like it's one of the greatest games ever made. And then Resident Evil seven was mind blowing. Like it is mm-hmm. so, so good. And it was everything that we didn't get when we, cause everybody was waiting on silent Hills to come out after PT on PS4 and that got canceled. And then like, Resident Evil seven came in and saved the See, day. Those games freak me out, man. They really do. They give me the creeps. I love that. There's another. Have you played that Amnesia Dark Descent? That's number two. Game <laughs> freaks me Res- out, man. Resident Evil Four, <laughs> and then yeah. then after that, Amnesia Dark Descent. Right up there for me. I right? have it, but it's creepy. It's creepy. Here's a secret about that game: the darkness thing doesn't matter. Like you don't actually have to continually keep the light on. Yeah. The sanity but- meter is just there to freak you out. That's exactly what it's for. Yeah, it does though. It's like, <laughs> oh, what, what's going on? Yeah. 
So back to the Quake stuff. I've never got to play Quake Wars, so I don't know if it's actually good or not. I think if it were, I, it I don't even know around. if you can experience it now, which is yeah. bad. I know. I, I love Quake World. I love I, I, Quake Two for me is like I love Quake Two, man. I, I, I love, love it. the way it plays. I, I think it's fantastic. I love, it. I love the engine. That's what Warsaw is built on. Mm-hmm. I think it's super awesome. I just it's so fundamentally different from all the other Quakes that I feel like I would have to like relearn how I play Quake to really enjoy it. I did. I've tried. I've, I've had a lot of fun doing it, but it's so just good. That rail gun delay. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I love Quake too. I Quake. think it was, that, that, that was like their peak almost was Quake two. Quake three is amazing. Don't get me wrong, but Quake two was like, it's just great. The engine's great. The yeah. sounds are great. I mean, there's, they released ray tracing for it. Just because it's a good game, it's fantastic. It looks beautiful. I saw like at QuakeCon they were streaming it with like all the you know RTX support and everything. It was it, gorgeous. It was weird that Quake, the, the Quake best War, sound, like the Quake game went to the Quake Two that it is. It's like two different video games almost. Quake Two has the best sound design of any game probably it's ever so made. Good. It's just you can hear everything yeah. so clear. I don't even understand. Mm-hmm. How like why is sound design not that good in every game since then? Like it seems like a no brainer. Understand? Yeah, I think people get smaller teams now. Is yeah. the thing? I, I guarantee the Quake Two team. team was bigger. Uh, the Quake Two team was smaller than Quake Champions team. I think I they probably that. had I more. I don't know about Quake Champions. Just like yeah, it it was, was always a pretty tight group, and then you know at that before Quake Two came out, right, I mean, it was gone. That was top tier group though. <laughs> yeah, the the best of the best for sure. Yeah, Tim Willett's well, gone now tears. too. Like they're pretty much like it is a totally none of the original people are, and I don't even Willett's wasn't even like a the top you know a totally original guy either. It's like, it's kind of like Leonard Skinner. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like there's no original members left of Leonard Skinner. They're like they'll live <laughs> on for generations. Yeah. <sighs> Megadeth does the same thing, man. They got like one member. Dave Mustaine's always been Megadeth, and well, yeah, he's, same he's thing literally re, he's literally replaced every band member. Then he's brought some of them back. <laughs> <laughs> but Megadeth Crazy. is Dave Mustaine. Motorhead yeah. was Let Me Kill Mister. Like, yeah, I mean, like think about Pink Floyd, right? It got to a point where, like, so David Gilmore was not the original singer of Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that there's a Sid, whatever the fuck his name was. I'm sure somebody's gonna shit on me for not remembering his last name. And then, <laughs> all right. And then by the time you get to like the Flying Pigs and all that, David Gilmore is the only member left in the band. So it's like some of their best stuff was made by not original members, and that's kind of what we're right. seeing with ID right now. And a lot of com- that's how corporations work. Maybe we should yeah. start a music podcast just so we can increase our music. <sighs> We'd have to bring in uh <laughs> we'd have to bring in Cheetah Sweater to I, do their music podcast. I, I'm very limited in knowing everybody's name and bands and stuff. I'm a encyclopedia of like heavy metal stuff from like the Like I like thrash back. metal. That, that's about as heavy I can get. It's your favorite thrash metal band. Probably Metallica or Megadeth. I love Megadeth, man. I think Holy man, Wars is amazing. Holy Wars is one of the single greatest yeah. songs ever made. <laughs> Ever, ever. It's yeah, Dave Mustaine's awesome, man. Like I, I've, I've got his book. 
he just kind of sorry. He's just a badass. I mean, really, he was. He, he he got kicked out of Metallica for being too hardcore. For being a drunk. He got kicked out of no, Alcoholica he, for being an alcoholic. It was that he was just getting in fights and like yeah. he'd fight everybody. He'd just get so mad. <laughs> I was like, like how hardcore do you got to be to get kicked out of Metallica? Like, you know, Metallica was known for, you know, drinking and partying. And here's a guy, Dave Mustaine. He's, he, he's literally whipping everybody. It, like he's good. He, he has a black belt or something. I think or he <laughs> took, Hey, I forget in his book. He said he took something, but he's like kicking everybody's ass. Like he's getting fights <laughs> while he's in Metallica all the time. And he's just destroying stuff he's crazy there's something about he's those awesome, guys like him or like phil anselmo from pantera you know like yeah the people who go through like they start doing heroin i'm not encouraging anybody to do heroin the people who do heroin and then get off heroin steven tyler from you know like aerosmith uh, and then once they get off of it they live to be like a hundred and they stay beautiful until then <laughs> Have you watched the Dirt movie on Netflix? Yeah, with, yeah, uh, Motley Crue. Motley Crue. Uh, man, it's so good. I've seen Motley Crue live, man. Uh, they're yeah, they're, they're awesome, man. They're my mom's like favorite Motley band. So I saw them. really. Yeah, they're good. I mean, they're an awesome band. I think. I, I mean, they're silly. Motley Crue is one of those bands. It's like it's hard to understand without kind of putting yourself in that time because I wasn't there. But like, I, I kind of yeah. get it because you know, like that's what my parents kind of raised me on. Hey, I love 80s music, so... But Motley Crue uh, is so... Uh, they're like a perfect storm of musicians, right? Like, they they, they kind of get into that in the movie a little bit. Like, Nicky Six was like this great songwriter. Mm. I wouldn't say he's like the best bass player in the world by any stretch of the imagination. He, you know, wrote the songs. Tommy Lee had that, you know, like, energy. Like, he's, like, you know, mm. underappreciated. Like, as a drummer, he's really underappreciated. But, like, he had that kind of, like, I'm the, I'm the ladies' man, innocent boy thing going on. And then... Mick Mars is one of the greatest guitar players to ever walk the planet. And I don't care what mm. anybody says about it. And the other guy that comes to mind from like that era is CC DeVille from poison. Cause they kind of get, they get looked over because they're in the, like the hair metal bands and all the great yeah. guitar players were in the thrash bands, but man, CC DeVille and, and Mick Mars both just rip on the guitar. Like nobody else. This has man, gotten off track. I can I'm, this is just going to lead to a music podcast. That's all it's going to lead to. Maybe uh, that's what we'll have to end up The Mother Load and Spangle music podcast coming up. Yeah. Man, I can, there's just so many good mu- musicians out there. Uh, I love Pantera, too. That's probably... I'd say Pantera and Slipknot's about as heavy as, as I can get. I don't really get too much heavier than that. Yeah. They're they're kind of like groove metal. I think that's what their thing's called. Have you I, know metal? Ha- metal's so weird. It has these different genres of metal. It's have you seen the documentary Heavy, the Story of Metal? I haven't seen that one. There's a uh, th- this guy. He's literally an anthropologist, and he, but he yeah. like studies the the fork, like the way that metal has like kind of forked out in all different directions over time, and it's kind, got kind of like the Quake Fork. Like it's just yeah. forked in the five billion different or War forks. <laughs> but it, exactly the same thing, though. How like. This kind of metal became this kind of metal became, and yeah. then you, and then you start off with like you know just good old Black Sabbath, and then you end up over here with like Norwegian satanic black metal, and then you, <laughs> like man Black Sabbath, that's they're they're awesome too. Yeah, man. Like in the Dirt movie where they meet Ozzy, <laughs> he's just licking his pee off the ground. <laughs> I was like, I know he probably done that for real, isn't he? It's nuts. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it must be nice to be that free, man. I don't know. He said, yeah. I think, didn't he get a divorce recently? Sharon dumped his ass finally. I don't know. It, it <laughs> kills me that he, the way he talks and that he can hit, still have, hit the high note. That I, makes no sense. I don't want to disparage Ozzy because he is the GOAT, the greatest of all time. You know, the man, the myth, the legend, Ozzy Osbourne. I have it on good authority that when he sings live nowadays, there's somebody in the back hitting those high notes with him. You think so? Yeah. No, I'm, it's I'm certain. It's crazy. Like, I don't it, even know how he, he can't even talk right. King like Diamond. I saw, I saw King Diamond a while back open for Slayer, and even King Diamond's his wife is pretty young, especially compared to him. Uh, she she was singing with him and kind of like helping him hit those high notes, and like, yeah. he, he need to drop off. It, it'd still be there for him and all that, so. I, I don't. I respect yeah, metal, it, man. metal and arena shooters go together very well. They I, mesh. People seem to have lost that, man. That's what I love. I, about I don't it. understand. Talking to Andrew Holshaw, man. That's what he does, brother. Like, quit. we need to shout out that El Guitar Tom guy. I think mm-hmm. I linked it in the keep the other day. He remixes like Quake song, and it's amazing. He even does Doom. Link it up, man. I'd love to check that I, out. I thought I'd put it in there. I, I asked him if I could use his uh, music as an intro to the AFPS live show. Yeah. That's so the if way you ever it. click on it, if, if you ever click on the links, I actually went live on YouTube. I usually try to play it first. It's his music. Awesome. Honestly, yeah, a lot yeah. of the time I listen to uh, game soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Like I, I spent a lot of time, I just like look up game soundtracks and listen to them because it's All you like, have to do is listen to the Doom 2016 soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, that's one of them for so sure. So good, but so like good because it's uh it's meant to blend into the background and kind of like add ambiance to the situation. Mm. It's not meant to like be the forefront of what you're doing. Where so if I'm like working on stuff here or at work or whatever, like I don't want to be listening to like a rap song with like all these lyrics that yeah. I have to pay attention to. I just want to like. Be in the groove, and that's what yeah, game soundtracks rap, are. Rapping like uh, pop music is kind of good for jogging a little bit because it's got higher beats per minute. No, I listen to podcasts. Metal does too, like, but yeah, yeah, I like podcasts too. I don't even. Th- I don't think. I don't want to think about anything. I just want to like have somebody tell me what's going on, and I'll just. I'm just gonna keep on mm. running and not think about it. But I love. I don't know if Market Music can make bad music though. Like, I, I don't think he has. He made a bad song. Anything he's done. I've listened to like every song he's made on SoundCloud. I'm like, this dude don't know how to make bad music. It's just all awesome. The Quake Champions Doom Edition soundtrack is damn fine. Damn he done, fine. He, he's done a bunch of games. And it's they're all awesome. Yeah, man. He's he's talented. I don't want to keep you awake too much longer. We're already Oh, about- that's fine, man. Just keep going. We got we got like twenty minutes or something. All right. What else is on your mind? Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. What else um, is like, other than like, I guess we could talk about some of the upcoming stuff. Cause what I've been really into is kind of these single player games that have been coming out that are within our kind of realm of interest. A lot mm. of the new doom two ports have been fantastic. I've been playing Ion Maiden. Like I so heard much. that game's awesome. Or Ion Fury. I gotta, I gotta say the right Ion Fury. Yeah. Ion Fury I, is, I heard it looks good. Incredible man. Like it's yeah. so good. It it's looks so great. good. It's, and, and people that got Ion Maiden, like the kind of demo pack that came out before yeah. the, the real release are like, they, they're picking it up. They're finally picking it up and they're like, oh man, this is such a huge improvement over what we thought it was going to be. I think it is objectively speaking, because we've had years and years of time to kind of figure out what, what works and what doesn't work. I think it's the best built engine game ever made. 
Mm. I think it's, and I love Blood. I love Duke Nukem. I don't think anybody's going to argue for Shadow Warrior, although it is also a fantastic game. But yeah, Ion Ion Fury is great. Uh, another game I think we should kind of focus on, but I wish it had more content or they would finish it is Unreal Tournament. Uh, we don't get enough Unreal Tournament action. I, I think- love the game. Like it is a good alpha build right now. And it has so much potential, but they're just worried about stupid Fortnite, and it pisses me off. Which I'm hoping, because Epic is so desperate to get people on their platform, they're releasing a game every week. So I'm hoping eventually, if they get so many people on their platform, that they'll eventually go back to Unreal Tournament, which I've not pronounced officially dead like they did that other game they'd done, which was like a MOBA. So I'm hoping it gets some traction, man, because it's really good. And it feels more authentic to Arena for Person Shooter does than Quick Champions. I don't have any like background in Unreal Tournament, honestly. Like I it does you can't strafe jump in it, so I'm not into it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I think that uh a lot of the people that I talked to who were like fantastic arena shooter players came from Unreal Tournament. Brondo, uh, the Dust mm-hmm. player, right? He's a he's a really great Unreal Tournament player. Like played like on college teams and everything, won a lot of money, from what I understand. But it's like there's nothing exciting. That's the kind of thing is that there's nothing exciting to talk about in Unreal Tournament right now. There's nothing. I don't, that's because Fortnite. I just I wish the game would die. <laughs> <laughs> I just it, it's so good though. Unreal Tournament kind of lost its way a little bit in the 2000s. They started putting like, which was cool. They was kind of trying to compete with probably like Battlefield because it become more popular than it with. They they try to make tanks and have big wars going on in yeah. the Unreal Tournament universe. Well, Halo too, as well. Like in Halo, they had you know all these kids. They started like, ah, right, let's hop in tanks and blow each other up. You know, that's the kind of like they wanted to play. And Halo was fine. I, I like Halo. Can you consider Halo Arena first person shooter? I, I guess it's not as fast. It's not aimed down sights, and you got power up, invisibility. You got to time those. I think Halo's, especially the first Halo, mm-hmm. definitely an arena shooter. Uh, but but yeah, by the sheer definition of like arena and first person shooter, I think we talked about this when, when I was on your show. But like, yeah, it, yeah. it, it is. But there's all there's all these other kind of like things that people expect along with an arena shooter that you don't have in it, like the advanced movement and like that that kind of stuff is not really present. And it's and it's more fundamentally like a team based thing, whereas you know you don't. I know that yeah, there are one v ones, but it's not really part of it. They're so slow. The game's significantly slower than like a game like Quake. Arena first person shooters are just fast. <laughs> they have to be fast. Like like if somebody comes by, like even my wife, like she knows I play arena shooters. She's like, how the world do you play this game? And, you know, she'll be like watching me play Quake Champion or something like that. I was like, this is not even the fastest game. <laughs> There's no, like, comparison, though, man. When you're when you're playing one of these really fast games like War, like Quake or really, we were talking about this earlier, how, like, when you play Warsaw and you play mm-hmm. Dusk, I got I to gotta start saying Warfork. I have to get that in my head. <laughs> if you start playing these games and then your brain gets used to moving that fast, because it really does. Man. People don't get this, like. Your brain just 
get, yeah. when you're in that state, when you're winning an FFA match with 30 other people in there and you're just like on it and then you have to go do something that's slow, it's like hard to do. It's like my, so, my brain is so used to just functioning at a higher level than most people could comprehend. I guess not like I'm, I'm not saying I'm smart. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying just like operating at a higher level. you shut off Happy. everything else, but that's what it's good for. Yeah. You know, Caffeine and arena first person shooters and metal. That's like that's all you need for a whole day of like awesomeness. That's what it's Just good for. Shoot you a couple of Red Bulls, turn on some Pantera and you know, Doom 2016 BF. What, what's that song called? BFG Division. Is that yeah. the name of the song? Something that's like really that. good. Drink, shoot you some Red Bulls, play you some War Fork. That's what you call a day, man. But I tried to log in Quake Champions today and play Sorlag. I was like, you know what? I've been playing so much War for it. Let me jump on Quake Champions. I swear, it's like I was playing the slowest game of all time. <laughs> that's I was like, what is going on? That's what it feels like. You know, I when I'm not, when I'm not playing an arena shooter, I have to play something totally different. I don't want to play. I don't want to play other first person shooter games. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I have literally zero interest whatsoever in playing like Apex. And and it's a cool game, and I respect it, and I think it's the best of its genre. But like, it's just I, I want to play like The Witcher Three, something that's totally completely yeah. different. Or I don't a- know. Apex is okay. I, I I get on my PlayStation Four and play with my f- family sometimes. Like yeah. I play, I think I played it the other day. And I just I mean, even consoles. <laughs> I, I get aggravated at consoles now. Yeah. Zero. They're so slow. It's just. <sighs> 60 frames per second cap rate. What is this bullshit? Yeah, really? Uh, I mean, even the game doesn't tick it, you know, higher than 60, like quick champions does. Or arena first person shooters, but man, I don't know. Well, as long I, as I love old games, I like, I love old games. And like, everybody's like, why don't you play counter-strike? I'm like, they don't even get me started on that game. I mean, come on. I like counter-strike. Ugh. <laughs> All I, everybody does is camp. Like he camped in a corner. Oh, he peaked. Let me shoot him with my. Op. I'm, not, I'm not even good game, that, man. man. I just don't uh, want to. I don't want to play Counter Strike because I don't want to listen to it. Like the last time I played Counter Strike, it was just some like some guy that was pretending to be a, like a little Asian girl, and he was just like singing anime songs and like asking everybody to fuck him the whole time. And I was just like, <laughs> I don't think I want to be around this, man. This isn't good for my like intellectual capacity. I can't grow as a person. I, I think Playing the original Counter Strike was a lot better than the Counter Strike Go. I think CS. I ain't got nothing. Great. I ain't got nothing against it. The mo- like just, the recent updates this past year were like weird. It's it, like we gotta jump on the battle arena, battle royale genre. Look at us. I gotta give a props though, man. That they've kept that game going for like a. I mean, really it is a very time. skillful game. I will give it that, yeah. but it's like I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It, it. I hate that you that people just camp and they they know every little corner you're coming around. Like you can do that in Quake, but like you can come around the corner going 150 mile an hour, then in Counter Strike you're just barely walking, and they're like, "Oh, I got you in the head." Look yeah, at me. I'm and just it, sitting there watching the whole time. Counter Strike's a little bit more like reality, a little bit, not totally. Yeah, you know, whereas like Quake is like a it's fantasy more sim- it's more simulated. Yeah. I guess simulation Quake based. It- Quake is a fantasy world that you can do anything you've ever dreamed of. Like you can, that's one of my favorite See, things I, to do. I think, is, I think that's why I like arena first person shooters better because they are more arcadey feeling, but they're still very skillful. Like, I, mean, I don't you, know what be the top ceiling of skillful would be arena first person shooters or a game like Counter Strike. 
Probably Counter-Strike because there's so many more people that play it. I would have to imagine. I think it's just sheer... We talked about that. I talked about this with Infinite. Like, he's the best open arena player there is. Like, nobody can... Literally, no one in open arena can touch him in duels. Mm -hmm. But if he played Rafa, you know, like... If he just takes... Moves out of open arena and moves over to, like, a, a game with a bigger player base... All of a sudden, there's a much higher skill level for him to like compete with. Mm-hmm. So, and it's easy to say that the same thing with Dusk. I could say like Brondo is the undisputed, maybe C spool, undisputed best Dusk player that there is. But how many people really play Dusk at that level? Like, there's off the top of my head, Brondo, C spool, Brand Flakes, um, Simon, Igrak mm-hmm. Simon. And uh, Vithern, Pharaoh doesn't even play anymore. There's just not that many great Dusk players that are really super competitive. So, but Rondo like we'll, stands above the rest. One last topic, and we'll we'll call it good, I guess. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about. Did you like the Quake Champions tournament? How it was handled? Oh, so at, at QuakeCon? Yeah, like the latest tournament, the Quake Champions 2019 tournament. How they all kind of, like, it was terrible to watch. I will say, like trying to understand what what matches everybody was playing was unbearable. I at, think at that was the the mistake with that was just not publishing what was happening before it happened. Yeah, it's like you had to go to the players' streams to watch it. That was awful. To try to watch now. Now the the championships was awesome to watch. Yeah. So basically. I don't know. They didn't really have to stream it, but I figured they just figured they'd get more interest if they had each, yeah. you know, the players who already have huge followings watching them play. Which wasn't a bad idea, but yeah. it's like, I don't know. It's really hard to follow, I guess. It's I like, think, I didn't know when people was playing. I think that what they did was a fantastic idea, and here's why. And it, it, is, it actually inspired me to kind of redo how I think the Keep should do things. Mm-hmm. Because every, you know... Every tournament, State of Quake tournaments, uh, m- pretty much every gaming tournament that we see is like a you know a bracket style tournament or a round robin tournament, and then it just kind of like you, you have to sit through the whole thing and wait for your turn and all this crap, and like nobody wants to do that. It gets real old, and five hours in, everybody's tired and they don't want to play anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the grand finals, and it's like whoopee, and you got like you know less people <laughs> watching than you started with. Yep. The the fact that they did the round robin to rank everybody and then they, they instead of we're gonna watch a whole tournament play out, there's like we're gonna play we're gonna have eight really fun to watch pairings of people. We're gonna have an event. It's like think about it like the UFC or like WWE mm. where it's instead of we're gonna just watch a whole tournament play out, it's like we're gonna pair up the people that we think are good matches for each other and we're just gonna put on a show for you. And that ultimately culminated in Cooler versus Kilson, which was like, I mean, I feel bad for Cooler, kind of, but. Like, yeah, Kilson was just on a different level that night. <laughs> and, and Rafa, the second, second, third place match, the, the, like the yeah. semifinal thing that they did, like they, the, even that, like the whole, every match though were two people who were like right on each other's level. And it was great. And I had a great time watching it. And that's kind of how they're rolling forward with the pro league. And that's cool. You know, mm-hmm. the ranking system instead of uh, just a, we're going to have a one-day tournament. And what I'd like to see with the Keep do is um, not necessarily have, like, a rankings, but let's put on a show instead of, like, making people watch a whole tournament. It's like, if I could get 
we can talk about like the the stuff that I talked about with Warfork earlier. Instead of like let's have a whole dual tournament, let's do like a, an FFA tournament where you eliminate people until the final two are left, and then have them duel mm. each other. And then you get really you really get to see people be multifaceted. It's not just like who's the best dueler or who's the best clan arena player or FFA player or whatever. It's like can you can you do all of it? Can you do everything? Mm. And I think that's really interesting. And I think that that will. Uh, even if I could just say like, okay, today we're gonna have uh, Violent Heart versus I don't know Drama. So we did that before. We did that with the uh, the Clan War event. You know, like we got Violent Heart, we got Dramas, we got uh, Sib. You know that kind of thing. Instead of saying we're gonna have a tournament, it's like we got really good matches for you to watch, and I think that's a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah. So, I think just the biggest issue at home was trying to during the round robin stuff was yeah. like, who? When is everybody playing? Like, there's no. <laughs> It was so hard to follow. Like you just had to be online and see them on. It, I was having to ask people, rough. like while I was there, yeah. I was like, like going up to people see, who. That's bad that you didn't even know when you was there. And I, I was know. at home. I was like, when is Rafa playing this guy? And I was like, there was no schedule, especially on the website. I think the best thing I found online was on the Liquidpedia, which was you know Liquid's website. Uh, they had the best thing, and it was still terrible. Like they didn't have enough information on it. It's just like an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is not, this is not well. But the finals was awesome. Like it was fun to watch. Yeah. So I, when are we going to throw together a Warfork team and start playing some playing arena or something stuff that we can, um, we can rank up? <laughs> I, I, I'm hesitant to say because it may have already happened by the time this is published. Yeah, okay. Like I don't know. I, I think that I don't really want to play CTF. I definitely want to play Clan Arena. I don't know. Yeah, Clan Arena, CTS, CTF's okay. I think we could do a Clan War again. We could have like a. Or this is Clan the Wars. That's that's what I want to do. Let's go. You and uh, like uh, you go ahead. Put together the the official the keep Clan Arena team. Y'all start training. I'll yeah. set it up. I'll find like another another group of Warforkers out there. We'll probably get our asses whipped because there's some people that's that have right. really really been playing this for a long time. But oh yeah, yeah it'd be fun. Dude, I've got whipped so many times already. <laughs> I think NVZ, he actually came to the Discord today, and he whipped me so bad that day. <laughs> me with uh, land ping, too. That's, that's the embarrassing part. Nah, it don't really matter that much. Yeah, man, they're, they're good. Somebody else I played today, It was I, I think I got like one kill on him. I was like, man, these guys are just on different levels than I am. That's just the nature of the game. Well, I don't duel a lot, though. That's my problem. It's like, I'm not really a dueler. I like watching duels. I just I can't play duels at a high level, though. I feel like I'd be a lot better if I didn't do this podcast or like the keeper or any of this shit, but then I wouldn't have anybody to play with. So yep. I don't care about being the greatest player. I care about. Yeah, I don't care. either. I just like, I just love the games. I want to have love. fun and I want to have a community of people to have fun with. Like, I can't believe how much I'm enjoying more fork. <laughs> like I, I'm kind of addicted to it. Like I'll even log on it at work and like during lunch break, I'm like, I got to jump around on the side of a wall real quick. I'm, I'm really glad to see this game finally get the attention that it is uh, so good. Long I can't wait to keep covering it. I hope so, man. Yep. All right, I'm gonna let you go because I know you're up late and I'm up late too. So yep. I got to be up tomorrow. Six thirty comes. I got about six hours of sleep. Go to work. Thank you so much <laughs> for staying up, man. Later, man. Have Take a good care. one.
Y'all, I truly, truly love Smango. <laughs> He's one of the most interesting and, like, humble human beings I've ever met in my life. He's just an incredible guy. And show him your love, seriously. Go show him your love. Check out all of his stuff. QuakeFans.net, KentuckyNerd.com, The Retro 20, Full Tech Podcast, the whole shebang. He's the man. He's the myth. He's the motherfucking legend. And absolutely do not forget to go check out InTheKeep.com. That is your one-way window into everything that The Keep does. You can get everything we do right there at InTheKeep.com. Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, PayPal, the Amazon affiliate link, the whole deal. It's all there, man. And links to the Discord, our social media stuff, everything that you need to be part of The Keep. Because that is the ultimate goal, is that you, you know... Find your way into the FPS community somehow. That you you join up with us and you you have a good time and that you become part of this community. Like the community is so important. That's what I'm trying to say, people. It's it's all about the. It's not even the game you play. It's the people you play it with. I'm telling you, that is just 100 percent the truth. A few plugs before we get out of here. Definitely go check out State of Quake. They're putting on the Sacrifice Tournament, the Sac O State Cup. Go check them out. It's really awesome. Going on all September long. They're amazing. I'm a huge supporter of them, obviously. But State of Quake is where it's at. If you love Quake Champions, you will absolutely love State of Quake. Go check out the United States Quake community also. If you like Quake World, you will love USQC. Also Doom, because Nationwide Moose is the man when it comes to Doom in North America these days. As well as the Multiplayer Doom Federation, which... I cannot say enough good things about, like, if you want to be a competitive Doom player in today's modern age, and uh, you could live anywhere, but really, like, North America, seriously, you're not going to find a better place than USQC or Multiplayer Doom Federation, or both. Uh, both is probably the best route <laughs> to really get into this stuff, so please show them your love. Also want to say hello to Shazik over at the Beyond Strafe Jumping Podcast. You can find him on YouTube. He's amazing. He has incredible guests all the time on his show. And I highly recommend you just punch in on YouTube, Beyond Strafe Jumping, and check out his show. It's great. Last but not least, QuakeCast. I uh, I don't know what to say about the Quake that I haven't already said. They're incredible. It's all about Quake and the games that it inspires. It's Dump Truck. It's RC. Sometimes it's JCR. They're incredible. If you're into, especially if you're into mapping, you'll not find a better route of entry than Dump Truck. That's pretty much it for me, guys. I love you so much. The Drown God loves you. Do not ever forget this. If you're feeling down. If you're just totally out just out there and you just can't deal with it anymore, be part of this community because we love you so much. Stay in the key.